Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Hi, welcome to Chris Betts versus I am Chris Betts. Um, this week's I, episode was so much fun. I did there, the uh, first one-on-one that I've done. Instead of me versus a whole audience, which I've been doing for years, I uh, pit my wits against a good friend of mine and an amazing comedian, Jamali Maddox. And uh, we brought in uh, Max White, who's a great comic in New York. You should check him out if you haven't uh, seen or heard of him. I'll give all their sort of uh, social details at the end. But this was such a fun episode. We... Uh, it starts but with it us talking about one night stands, in favor of a and I find out about <laughs> maybe halfway through the argument. My wife sends me a message saying that my in-laws were listening, and I'd already said a bunch of bunch of terrible things, uh, including talking about having sex with my wife. That added a, a great third dimension to the show. It was really fun to do it one on one. To let it be a little bit more playful over Zoom, obviously, and uh, because Jamali and I have known each other for so long, it was it was great fun to play the game. At the end, uh, you'll notice that I I get tasked with defending apartheid, which was no easy feat, as I'm sure you can imagine. I think I started off pretty strong, but then I go on this sort of weird sci-fi tangent as I, I can feel myself losing ground. So uh, it's enjoy listening to me try to tread water with a bunch of very strange arguments but uh it was it was a good time it was had by all this is an unedited cut of the show from the first round right till the end so please enjoy that i'll be back at the end of the show just to let you know what's going on we also recorded uh, an extra episode of me jamali and max or jamali max and i if you're fancy like my grandmother we start off talking about the show and that and uh, then we talk about prison industrial complex kind of out of nowhere we talk about the election in the States, and uh, we cover a bunch of other stuff. It's, it's very fun. It, it's it's three guys who don't know much about topics speaking as if we do, which I think is the whole point of podcasts. So if you want access to that extra episode, you need to sign up to my Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash Mr. Chris Betts. That's Mr. Chris Betts. I would love it if just Chris Betts was available for all these things, but... Every time I sign up for a new online service, some fucking Chris Betts has beat me to it. There's a jazz musician called Chris Betts who had ChrisBetts.com when I signed up for my website, which, by the way, is thechrisbetts.com. Fuck you, jazz musician. Uh, there's also a baseball player called Chris Betts who is doing pretty well. Go Chris Betts. He plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, and he's a catcher, and people are very excited about his future. But basically, every time I sign up for anything, I can't get my name. So that's why on Twitter, on Instagram, on Patreon, it's Mr. Chris Betts, Mr. Chris Betts, and my website is the Chris Betts. But one day, one day I'm just going to be Chris Betts. It reminds me of being in school when I was Chris B. I had three Chris's in my class for all of my childhood. It's Chris L, Chris M, Chris B. One day I'll just be Chris. God, I can't wait for that. Anyways, I'm digressing. We're going to go into the show right now. Uh, we're going to start with the first round. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any thoughts on how I should have argued better or uh, points that you would have made, feel free to tweet them at me with the hashtag uh, CB versus A, CB vs A, or just tweet it and forget about the hashtag because who gives a damn? But um, I'd love to hear from you. We're going to be back next week 
with another one-on-one. I'm going to be doing one-on-ones three weeks in a row and then do Versus the Audience once a month. If you want to buy tickets to the next Versus the Audience, we have the incredible Laura Lex, who is going to be judging. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's on November 25th. Tickets are available. They're five pounds. That'll also be live streamed. So if you want to take part in the argument, buy a ticket and you can come in and play. If you uh, just want to watch, it'll be live streamed just like all the shows. But thank you for listening. I hope you're all doing well. As I'm recording this, the president is still undecided. It's looking like it's Biden, but it could also be just, you know, a global nightmare. So (laughs) enjoy the show. That's enough rambling for me. Let's get to it. We're going to start the show. Uh, the first round I've decided with this one-on-one thing is just going to be, what's going on? Jabali, it's been, it's a fucking crazy world. So unload on me. What, what have you been thinking that you, you don't understand more people don't think? Um, I don't, you know, because I think lockdown as well is, is since lockdown happened, there was like a weird thing of there was no human contact for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of pent up sort of um, feelings in people. And I want to debate why, um, uh, why I think one night stands are a good thing. And I want to understand why you think one night stands are terrible. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's see. I mean, you've got I feel like you fuck more than I do, so I can't. I mean, yeah. now, Chris well, I mean, is now married. you're married. Yeah. Everyone Why don't you fucks guys... more than you. I was living in a monk's covenant, and I thought we fucking were. <laughs> yeah. You guys should reach a little bit more than that. Like, Chris is married. Jamali's not. Happy oh, birthday, Sadaf, by I the was, way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's my wife's birthday. Uh, Happy I birthday. Her, I made her French toast today because I'm, I'm a good man. Um, yep. See, Jamali? See how like, <laughs> you see my point? And later, <laughs> like, and later I'm in a fucker. But that's not a right. thing. <laughs> oh, Ew, Ooh, I don't know why, but that, Ooh, when married guy. people talk about it, it's gross. Yeah, what? What now? Wow, what you're now? a fucking, yeah. you're, you're definitely a real man. You don't take your shirt off anymore. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like, uh, but I was—I mean, I was single for fucking ages. I used to—I used to do one-night stands to uh, uh, greater or lesser success. What do you? I mean, what do you like about them? Why do you want to champion these things? I just think not everyone's meant to be loved. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Though, like, not everyone you meet is meant to be like. You're not meant to love everyone that you sleep with, and the idea of not sleeping with someone once and never seeing them again. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of what's the what's the antithesis of that? Is it that you're going to have to be with this person forever? You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's like this it's two extremes, isn't it? It's not just one thing. See, I don't I don't think I don't think that it's gotta be down to those extremes. Like I understand that not everyone needs to be loved, but not everyone needs to be treated like a fucking cum bucket. You don't have to <laughs> <laughs> Don't they bits? Come I hate that I'm hard. writing this down. You, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could also just like I, I think like my favorite when I was single was like three. I like three night stands because there's the initial one, which is like, normally for me, it was always like a drunken mess where you go out and it's just sort of like fucking shambles. Uh, Then the second time is like, it's fun because you kind of get to know each other and you're not as like weird about it. And then the third time it feels like closure. So there's sort of- But I think like what you're defining as a one night stand, you see that for me is, I think one night stands now are gotta be broader. Just what I'm saying? I don't think it's just a linear thing of just, that thing that you meet them once, you have sex with them, and then you leave. I think three nights. I think that's still 
Klaus is a one night stand person. Nah, nah, he's always talking about a, doing a weekend in your town. That's yeah. exactly what he's saying. It's a one night stand. Thursday, that's Friday, that's Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, because oh, one Sunday, night stand now, yeah, one night stand now <laughs> has sort of grown in it and yeah. it's sort of evolved into something else. It's evolved into that a weekend of love. Do you know what I mean? Okay. No? I, I don't know because I'm, I, I, A, I've been with my wife now for going on it's seven years. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm old. I'm a lot older than you as well. So like maybe maybe I'm not up on how new kids like I didn't know choking was in for years. Like nobody told me. That's how far behind I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what's what is the one night stand for kids right now? So I think a one night stand is that thing of like that casual. I think anything above four mm. is something different. But I think free is still within the re- the realm of a one night stand. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's got the same energy. I think one night stand now is an energy. It's not necessarily just an act. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Um, I would say. So if this is a terrible question, I thought no, no, it would no, be no. more fun um, and frolic. <laughs> like here's here's what like because I think I must I questioned it wrong. I, I just mean that energy of like that casual yeah, no long no more than three casual. No more thing. than three. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean yeah, I like I mean that has its place, but also I did I did that for about four years. That was that was how I lived. Mm. Um and listen, I had a I had a great time. I yeah. I, I learned a lot about um shortcuts. Uh, mm-hmm. to, I figured out how um, how to be blunt and just say I wanted to sleep with somebody. I learned a lot of uh, life skills on it, but also mm. it just wasn't as fun. What I what, you know what it ended up becoming was I started out having a lot of one night stands, but the sex is never very good, and so it mm-hmm. becomes boring. And so what I did was I ended up having like casual relationships with about four women at once that would span like six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that- See, that's how you do it. You don't, it's not about love. It's about just consistency. It's about learning. It's about riding the wave. Yeah. Of, but what um, you did was you just had a relationship. Like, nah. you know what I'm saying? And, and we never, I went, remember, on, we never went on dates. We never hung out. Yeah. Cause I remember you in them dates. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And you always had a smile. Yeah, Aww. that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's always had a smile. So it's even this, that, that idea of it is, it's like, you know, cause I think it's like, my my thing is is that like because some people especially with the younger generation like i read this you know um it's all this all spanned from a, a um, an article i read that really pissed me off and it was kind of like a really clickbaity article but the article said like you know casual sex and one night stands is yesterday and i'm like decided by who yeah just you know i'm saying and it's that thing of it's like people sort of demonize one night stands and casual sex, which, you know, but I think they, they are, you know, they hold a significant place and in a long-term schemes can be a lot better than what you're talking about. But also the people that, the people that demonize one night stands are never people that are having one night stands. They're always people that have heard about one night stands. Um, and so yeah. you can't, you can't take what they have. Take it from someone who has had a bunch of one night stands. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucking boring. Hugh Hefner got sick of it. That guy fucked everybody. And yeah, but it, took him, it took him 80 years. Now that's when he told us. That was it before that. Had, <laughs> you think he was sad yeah, before that? He had a he had a reputation to uphold. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. um, oh, hold on. We got a we got a comment coming in here. Oh, from friend of the show, Ashley Hayden. Uh, Ashley says uh, uh, Jamali's changing the goalposts on his own question. Strong start. Which I mean, you are going from one to three. That's a pretty big. I'm just because because one night stand. I'm, I questioned it wrong because I didn't realize I was talking to um, uh, um, uh, a layman. Is that a, uh, <laughs> is 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 that that thing consists of an energy? 
a one night stand is a, is 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 an energy. It's not yeah. just a. It's a very. Um, it's a fluid thing, you know. And I think it goes yeah. up to a three. See, you know I what think I'm oh, I, I understand that. So, so I would say here's here's the okay. Fair enough. I'll I'll allow it. One within a week within a weekend. Within, we'll call okay. it a weekend. We're weekend. Stand. We'll call it a weekend. Yeah, weekend stand. Because a weekend yeah. stand is is like you know it's, you wouldn't say like oh it's like you like, did you you know you'd be like I oh, you know I had you know a weekend. You would still class that as a one night like yeah, a one night stand. You wake energy. up, you go out to lunch, you come back, you fucking get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's still classed the yeah. same day because you could might no. not go home. Okay, uh, sorry, judges jumping in here. What okay. the fuck are both of you talking about? A one night stand is one time you have sex and it's done. All right, then the judge. A the three time rules. fucking is a relationship. <laughs> I'm sorry you oh, become that's... meta, Jamali, talking about energies, but we're talking fucking <laughs> leaving and maybe talking again. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I would say that like one night stands are like bumps of coke, man. You can't live like that. No, one night stands are the new coke problem because you're gonna have to hide them because of COVID. Think about but it. But life, yeah. but life is meant to be lived. Yeah, but you, know what I'm you need Agreed. occasional peaks. And you're going to live at that fucking. We, yeah, and COVID has made us realize that we're yeah. going to die one day. And if you're, <laughs> so are, are you are you gonna are you gonna die rocking with your cock out, or are you gonna yeah. die looking holding someone's hand over a, yeah. over a looking like, overlooking a sunset? That sounds because boring as shit. You can fuck someone in front of the sunset. I don't know what your problem is with sunsets. No, there are no sunsets in lockdown London. You guys are fucked. That's, you know, that's it's going to be either one night stand truly and then go get rapid tested or one night stand energy. Sorry, Jamali. And then cohabitate. That's where Have we're at respect. right now with your fucking little uh, Zen cup you keep sipping. Out of. <laughs> and I'm actually drinking a herbal tea. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed. Every, but, um, and it's what majority oh. of people aren't worth really uh, interacting with. And I'm one of those people probably. You know what I'm saying though? Like I'm not, I'm not just this, but like, you know, how many people do you really want to have a, have a conversation with? Yeah. But like, I mean, but you don't, (laughs) how did you, how did you get them into bed in the first place? I mean, maybe my vibe was always like, I would talk talk to women (laughs) and then I would just be like, this conversation's going great. How about we go and have sex? And then either say yes or no. And if they said no, we kept talking. If they said yes, we went and had sex. It was pretty simple. No, that's like, a married man. That's revisionist history. No, that's, that's how a married man like, looking back at his sexual career. And as well career. as, as, well as you're straight, talking about, you're, and you're talking about, okay, but if that person, if you're like, I'm having a great time or whatever, and this conversation is lovely, the, the act of you not seeing them again mm. indicates that you didn't actually want to talk to them. Just what I'm saying, yeah. no, so. Oh, no, because I tell them. I, I was that's why it's perfect up. that I know I'm never going to see you again. I just go straight up. I go, this isn't anything. I just, I'm having a good time. And I think it'd be fun if we had sex. And then they either say yes or no. And they say yes. And I go, cool. That was really fun. It was nice meeting you. Take care. Every nerd thinks that, oh, this is going really great. Would you like to have sex now? Like, no, yeah. that's not real. doesn't happen in a bar. It works for years, literally for years. Because <laughs> you're a bartender. You know what? I want to <laughs> debate that works. bets. Yeah. It really does work for bets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> doubt the game. Bets. I'm just saying. I think times have changed since the 90s, buddy. That's, I'm not that fucking old. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would say, okay, so here's in, in defense of like being in a relationship as opposed to a. Um, to a one night stand. When I was in when, when I was in a one night stand mode, I was uh, I was like a I was like a junkie. I was just chased every night. You go out, or not every night, but regularly. You know, you go out. I was I was having sex like um like business people get hammered, you know. So it's like mm. I'm fine for most of the week, and then for a couple of days, I'm just like blinders. Here we fucking go. This is this is a problem. Uh, mm. I gotta fuck somebody. But now, uh, a my day to day life is a thousand times better. Also, guys. This is gonna sound corny as fuck, but being loved is pretty sweet. Uh, so 
that adds a lot. And also, sex is so much more fun when you're married. And that's the thing that people don't tell you because a lot of people marry people they secretly hate. But if you marry someone that you like and you love, it's fun. Mm -hmm. You can laugh. There's no stress about not impressing them because they're in. And so you can make a fucking ass out of yourself. You can try stuff and they'll be like, the fuck are you doing? And that's always fun. It's like, it's, it adds that third dimension to sex as long as you didn't marry someone that you hate. Mm -hmm. I think the, the argument is one night stands versus like all the weddings that shouldn't have happened. Where everyone in the ceremony like didn't talk. Yeah, yeah. And what's the percentages of that? Oh, huge. But that's not that's exactly not so that fault. indicates that's not marriage. If we're, no, 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 but it is <laughs> because if we're talking about numbers, yeah, yeah, it would indicate that people who 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 um, got married, because that whole thing you are talking about is actually a rarity. Yes. So actually the one night stand is superior. But that's their fault because they just have low self-esteem, which is probably brought on by the number of one night stands where they couldn't build a connection with somebody. And so as soon as they built a connection, they were like, I got to fucking lock this down. Mm. And uh, and so that's 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 them settling before they should have because they were out, um, looking for the wrong things. All right. We're going to call that one there. Max, what are you saying? That, that went all over the place. I don't even know if we hit it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was sorry, Max. Yeah. Totally no, that's not your fault. I was all over the place. Too. Was- <laughs> Just... Um, it's it's all like more fun and frolic when I mentioned it at first, yeah. but I apologize. That was a bad question. Mm. Yeah, you could tell by how long of the sip of tea Jamali took was how where he was going to go with this argument. I like that. Uh, I like that Chris. Chris, uh, he did argue both sides of it. He remembered a fonder, uh, not a fonder time, <laughs> a different time when he was single. Looking back, uh, so he, and then he talked about now versus Jamali and I are obviously very one sided on the subject. Yeah. So in the scheme of being argued both sides i'm gonna give it to bets yes yes all right one nothing perfect uh just found out that uh uh my um mother and father-in-law have been watching the stream so great great <laughs> great great sorry mr bets That's i don't it. actually believe what i'm saying i'm just saying it for comical effects i'm i'm very happy with bets's marriage I'm- being <laughs> it's uh it turns out it was yeah it's, it's my wife's it's my wife's birthday so i guess uh hi Kamal and faraday it's hi. great to see you this is i've just heard a lot game. about you so that's great uh, <laughs> molly's the devil <laughs> jamali did this to me this isn't my fault <laughs> at all. uh now they see my stand-up uh so um i would say <coughs> because COVID. because it's uh, yeah no that's that's smoking don't even worry about it we're set um i've just been has anyone else just smoking too much now that it's yeah. locked down i got fucking nothing else to do yeah, I'm really um, enjoying smoking. Uh, okay, so my wife is, I told her because normally on her birthday, she gets to pick my set list and she just picks the things that will upset people the most. I told her that she's allowed to pick a topic. So I know she's watching right now uh, because she just said, tell them I love them and miss their faces. So that's not for the Hello, people Sadef. in the stream. She just loves Max and Jamali. Uh, Sadaf, what is, what's your topic, sweetheart? What do you got? Here we go. She is, uh, she's not typing. She clearly forgot. So I'm just going to go in and say, uh, here's the thing that I don't understand. Uh, and Max, this might hit home for you, but, I'm, uh, but Jamali, you got, you got a lot of uh, experience with this. Why, why is America burning itself down? What, what, is Amer- what do Americans hate about America? Because I think that, the, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, too, that's too wide ranging. Let's just say, um, how about this? The people guarding the polls, uh are fucking right i want you to argue that 
The people what? The people showing up with AK-47s at the polls are absolutely doing their patriotic duty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, no, I don't think I don't think they are. I could probably take my laptop and walk two blocks and find you some if you want to. Yeah. So explain to yeah. you. So God in the polls. Are you, are you yeah. Have you heard the, about that? So there's like, no. so there's like so the Republican guys and the militia guys who, um, <laughs> who are, they're, they're literally at the polls just walking around with like AK-47s and shit. And, it's vote- um, and it's basically, they're there to make sure that there's no voter fraud. But it's, uh, but but it's voter, it's, it's voter, it's voter intimidation. intimidation. Yeah. It's, it's voter yeah, intimidation, well, but yeah. Um, Argue that that's that what what they are is actually they're patriots. They're not monsters. So you think they're good patriots, or you want me to debate? I want want you to. I want you to argue that side. Well, that they're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, look. At the end of the day, right? um, You know, I think every American civic duty is to make sure justice is being served. You know, and (laughs) and you know, in 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 America right now is such a crazy country with all the sort of the left. And and Tifa and these you know and and the university students mm. you know sort of trying to sway politics in the way that they want it to be. I think sometimes you just have to put an end to it and go, okay, cool. I'm gonna go down there with my AK-47 and shut that shit right the fuck down, you know. And I think that they're good Americans, you know. I think <laughs> they've got the best T-shirt slogans, and I appreciate what they're doing for democracy. Do you think it's it's because I would argue that uh, uh, if they if they care about voting, it would be more impressive to get voters out as opposed to not encouraging people to vote. Well, I think they are. That's true. Is they're getting the people who should be voting, you know? Because I think there's a lot of people who are just casual voters, and I don't think they should be voting. I think they're casual voters, and I think they clog up the system. And sometimes you just need to clean it out. You know, you need to clean it out. And you need to, because anyone who's willing to go in front of someone with an AK-47 and say, this is what I believe in, they really believe that point, you know? If you're not willing to cross that line and be like, oh, I'm scared to be shot, well, then you shouldn't vote. See, I I would argue that um, needing the AK-47 shows that they actually don't feel that strongly about it because they're hiding behind a gun. If they showed up shirtless with two knives just ready like they're fucking Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe. I would say, okay, so I'll, I'll agree that um, not everyone should be allowed to vote, mm-hmm. but I think that the people that um, are disqualified are maybe the ones that bring guns to voting. Uh, what? Because that's well, not... Yeah, but to see those people who be put off by the guns are people who are against the Second Amendment and they shouldn't be voting. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pro Second Amendment. It's like, I, it's the same thing where like, I, I like the thing that I like about UFC is that we, we keep them in a cage. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I like this idea that people with guns will shoot people with guns. I think that's very funny. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think the idea, I think that shooting an unarmed person should be a crime for life. But if it's yeah, like yeah. an old school duel, I love Wyatt Earp as much as the last guy. Go get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But these so people is, are, yeah, sorry. Oh, so but this is uh, um, but this is sort of uh, uh, they're guarding the wrong things. I feel like. What should they be guarding then? Well, shouldn't they be making sure that the they should shouldn't they be pointing at the voting booth as opposed to the voters if they're really pro democracy, making sure that everyone gets to vote or else we'll fucking shoot you. As yeah, but you can't to, get to you the you shouldn't vote. Yeah, but you can't get sorry. Yeah. You can't get to the booth. Yeah. If you're, if I'm not protecting you going inside, do you know what I'm saying though? Like I'm, so you're one step ahead, they're one step in front. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like they're, 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 they're thinking about the big picture. 
And yeah. the big picture is that you can't even get to the booth if you've got a bunch of these other crazies trying to stop you voted, you know, and we've seen it throughout history. I've got the evidence right here. you got it right there. Right. I've got the evidence <laughs> right here. I've seen the numbers. I've seen the numbers and they point to my position. Oh, wow. Those are, those are strong numbers. I can't even imagine what they're counting, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're counting bets. Don't worry about that. They are counting good, sir. So but do you I, think that it would be better if um, you had to fight someone before you vote like you have to defeat like a gauntlet voting system i think to that earn really, the right to vote i think you know i think i think that this is a good start but i think there should be more you know i think i think that we shouldn't just stop at militias with ak-47s outside voting booths you know i think i think you know it should start earlier than that i think it should be you know militias at your schools yeah. you know militias at your barbecue to you what, know i think to, to what purpose is that who who gets the biggest stake is that yes, oh, protecting, protecting yeah. you know what the American dream is. Okay. Um I, hold on, we got a we got a, we got a comment coming in from Twitch. Um it says voter apathy can be an issue, and these guys are big into voting. So I mean it looks like you're swaying the public, buddy. It looks like but they are they they because one thing one thing you can't say because you know you look at them and you go, Oh, they got AK 47s they've got Glock on them, they got a Glock on their side, they're wearing body armor, they've got they've got walkie-talkies. But one thing they do love is America. And I can't see them letting America fail. You know what I'm saying, though? But which America? I feel like they love the United States of America. The United States of America? So not South America. They're not not, not fighting for Peru. No, no. no, And they shouldn't. Yeah, that's its own fight. But you say, you say, you say movie America, but what, but, but movie America and real America are the same things. You know, because America is is based on ideas, yeah, and and so are the movies. You know, so <laughs> so we can't we can't distinguish the difference between Americas of the movie and the American real life because you know uh, it's been such an inspiration of art and culture that they that that that, that, that they're entwined. Mm, uh, that was a that was a very confusing point. <laughs> I think Jamali just stumped bets. I just saw it happen. I feel like you know, you know, in cartoons when someone just shoots a net gun at you. <laughs> so it's not that I, I don't feel I don't feel like I'm wrong. I just I, I don't know where to go with that. That was a lot of words. Well, very well argued. Well, no. yeah, but you have no point to counteract it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, uh, as always, it's not who argues. It's not about who's right. It's who argues best. <laughs> and I'm in a fucking corner, so I I concede. Well done. Bring your guns to the voting booth, guys. I feel like um, I was in the pitch meeting when Jamali pitched "Hate Thy Neighbor." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna be an immigrant. I'm gonna go to America, and I'm gonna bore at the shit out of it. I'm gonna make racist look extra racist." In season two, we're gonna go international. Um, Jamali made me want to get a gun and go down and uh, uh, revote. That's Let's all get guns. Let's I will say this, uh, your gun to vote. I don't know if it's making the news over there. Just really quick, uh, mm. Jamali, you took that one, by the way. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, uh, I think Chris even conceded that the day I, my vote was accepted via absentee, um, I got a phone call from this company called <laughs> Trump Your Vote, and they said that they were filing a class action in three states with the voting uh, machine, whatever that is, whatever uh, body, the physical embodiment of okay. the addresses that you know controls the voting. They said that uh, due to uh, the current state of the laws, I am allowed to change my vote in person if I go to where I vote. And I could vote for Trump because I quote Biden said he 
uh, is going to ban fracking, which he didn't say, right? What? But he said. And so because of a policy position, you can change your legally And then an hour oh, later. fucking reaching. And then an hour later on Facebook, which I check once a week, mm. I got a video that announced Trump already won due to early voting. Holy shit. Yeah, so pretty they, wild. So, so, they, so they want you to change your vote because they Biden assume- said something. That would actually be a good thing, but he actually hasn't said that good. Thing. Yeah, well, because it was it was based on <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania is the swing is the one because I you know yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I vote in Michigan right, okay. and uh, that's also yeah. a battleground state. But yeah. they basically were assuming that like, you know, last pitch effort, last pitch effort, we're gonna. They assume that a Brooklyn vote going to Michigan from from voting. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, you didn't know the newest news, but it's pretty wild stuff. So yeah, that's that's what they did. Did you watch the um, uh, Narcos Mexico? Uh, was it Mexican? No. That? Yeah, the, the Mexico. No, so that's how they stole they stole an election in Mexico by doing that. Where like this this revolutionary candidate was about to get out, and they caused voter apathy by saying that the early states by just lying and saying that the early yeah. states had voted for the incumbent guy, and so Facebook, nobody showed up and nothing changed. Facebook so. pit, Facebook paid up, put out a statement saying that they're gonna take the ad down, but they can't control the algorithm. Yeah. But anyways, round to Jamali Maddox. Well done, sir. What a great company. Um, Jamali wants to move to Washington. He'd make a great racist uh, American. He would be awesome. Come on. Yeah, I I, I was quite uncomfortable how easy that came off my tongue. It's really really upsetting when you have to do that sometimes, right? And you're just like, oh, so easy. But you ever see a racist hit his stride? Like when you see a racist just sit in the character, you're like, oh, that's a guy right now. It's like a drunk uncle at a Thanksgiving dinner. I think lying, lying is just easier. (laughs) <laughs> he is lying is really easy because well, the thing is your your opinions are hard because sometimes you realize your opinions might be hypocritical or might be you know what i'm saying but yeah. like your to lie about it is so much easier because you had and you have no attachment to it so you you're can not say anything at all. you're free as but, a bird you just yeah. but, fucking fly and also like lie enough it becomes the truth that's all you got to do look look where we're at right now <laughs> um so uh that is uh oh actually so sadaf sadaf got hers in um, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to do a quick one of this, and yes. then we're going to go on to the speed round. And this is um, she wanted to ar- she wanted us to argue about the opening of mummy tombs. Do you guys hear about all the like hundreds of unfound sarcophagi that they just discovered? And are no, but opening? I got yeah, 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 yeah. It's a um, so basically. So I'll take the I'll take the pro. Uh, you take the anti. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, guys. If nothing else, I think what we need right now is some fucking, we need a curse. We need the rock to come up in sand form <laughs> and just lay it mm. all to waste. If nothing else, we need unity right now. Mm. And a giant mummy will scare enough of us that we'll finally come together. And then maybe we can actually solve some of the problems instead of fighting amongst ourselves. I don't think we have the capabilities right now to fight a mystical mummy. I think, you know, especially with COVID and the economy has been so ripped apart, I don't think we actually have any capabilities to, to come together and fight and, you know, and to fight a mystical zombie. I think we're a mystical mummy. I think we'd be fucked. But I think that the, uh, what is the difference between a zombie and a mummy? I'm going to look that up. Uh, uh, but uh, but Aren't mummies say, real? Uh, yeah, but the, not the ones that come to life, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'd say I, I would say that uh, we never fight mummies in the movies with conventional arms. It's mm-hmm. never like a gun that stops them. It's always an amulet that was found and another thing. Yeah, yeah. So basically, sorry, also, clarification. What's yeah? an amulet? 
Um, it's like a fancy old necklace. Fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch into that one. Continue. Always thank, you, th- thank, thank you, Judge. Yeah. yeah so impartial. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there's always there's always some amulet, and it's always found by an archaeologist. And so, yeah. a, it'll bring us together because of the threat, and b, because an archaeologist saves it, it might make us trust in science, and then we can deal with COVID properly. But you realize that, like in you know, as we've seen from you know um, the mummy. Uh, the Scorpion King returns these documentaries that some evil <laughs> Russian or Nazi yeah. will try and acquire the mummy yeah, for but his they, own evil gain. So but they, they always actually fail. bring us. They well, you know, we yeah. you know we, we don't know. Evil can win sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But that's even better because right now, if there are two groups that kind of as countries we need to be rallying against, it's Nazis and Russia. So, mm. so yeah, really, talking if, about if America, they, if they side, I mean the whole world right now. But the mm-hmm. um, if we got uh, Nazis and Russians on the side of this mummy that we're fighting, then mm-hmm. that's a hard line that they're on the wrong side, and so it might sort of. Uh, knock down a lot of the enthusiasm that you're seeing among elected officials and everything. Do we so have that's, that's two birds with one stone? But do we have any archaeologists right now that are up for the job of this? I think that opening up this can of worms when we don't have the the actual person ready that yo, if this shit goes to shit, we're gonna need you to step in. We don't actually have that guy available. How are you saying that there's not, there's not enough famous archaeologists? <laughs> Well, I don't know any. Brendan Brendan Fraser in the Mummy was a uh, uh, he was a scumbag, you know. Mm. It's it, they're like Aladdin, you know. Yeah. It's the uh, what was it, Diamond in the Rough? That's the one that always saves it. And so, but j- so I'd argue that the fact that we haven't heard of them means that mm. they're even they're better equipped because they've just but, been doing the work. They're not concerned about fame. But then, just talking about like a you know to sort of put it onto sort of a broad idea mm. of opening up this the sarcophagus is. You know, what happened to the old thing of just minding your business? Like, it was closed for a reason. They didn't close it in the hopes it would be opened. They closed it for a reason. So shouldn't it just remain closed just for the sheer fact that it's none of our business what's in there? And it's even opening it is not actually going to help anything. Well, I I mean, I think that opening it will unleash this curse, which is a good Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I think curiosity is excellent. Say curiosity killed the cat, but I think that's nonsense. Uh, curiosity maybe someone murdered the cat for asking too many questions but he didn't feel like it wasn't curiosity that killed him it was someone with something to hide mm-hmm. uh so i think that opening boxes is always a good thing uh jack in the boxes sometimes fun clowns pop out sometimes there's presents in boxes sometimes there's gwyneth paltrow's head you never know what's in the box mm-hmm. and so it's important to experiment um and also like i said a curse is the best thing that can happen to us right now this year has been so fucked from top to bottom Mm. that only a truly supernatural event will give us any sense of closure like that's but, it it's done but say if we say if we open it and you know the small chance that there isn't a curse right mm. that minimal chance that's a really small just, chance so is it even it's worth a, taking it's a small chance it's a small chance but i think the small chance is you know if we look at the the trump election we need to talk about those things that we thought would never happen that's true and i think that we spend all that time, we get it from the ground, we put it somewhere, we get an old man with like a little set of glasses that goes, oh my God, so the old t-. and then we get, a, <laughs> we get a crowbar and yeah. we open it 
and it's just a bag of bones. That's a waste of time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we going to do with a bag of bones? It's just well, like, then, you then know. we study it and then maybe we don't die whatever fucking bone bag died of. You who know, who that's, cares? That's a medical breakthrough. That's good. You're saving more lives, specifically probably Egyptian lives. But if anything, I feel like they've been underrepresented. So, you know, we need yeah, more but who, but, you know, who cares about... I don't know um, if Tamar's watching. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's just... Um, you know, and as well as it comes under an idea of property, you know, because I doubt the people that are going to be opening it are Egyptians. It's going to be some harumphy guy it actually, from the British it, Museum. It, they're doing a really good job. It's it's a all Egyptian um, crews that are doing it. They're keeping it uh, local. They have cast off the oppressor and they are mm. opening up their own bags of bones now. Well, more, that, more that brings me to another point. I think it's a bad thing to give Egyptians jobs. <laughs> I didn't say they were getting paid. I said they're doing it. Mm. <laughs> They're uh, volunteering. Uh, their grave robbing for profit is a problem, but grave mm-hmm. robbing for passion is, you know, a weekend. Yeah. So really, it's just a passion project. Yeah, that's it. The passion project that's going to unleash a demon that will unite us all. And Do you think it's a waste of us. crowbar? Maybe. What else are you going to use a crowbar for? Holding a loft in. during the purge. Holding a loft during the purge. <laughs> I've seen quite a few of these Chris Best live. Uh, been a part of it. I've never seen both sides come out racist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is amazing. This is uh, uh, uh just 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 putting that out there. All um, right. all right. All right. Well, I so, guess I guess that that seems like a logical place to call it. Then it uh, was <laughs> it was pretty close. It was pretty close, and I thought Jamal <laughs> had it in the bag, but then bets talked the bones that came up afterwards they could solve more problems mm-hmm. you can find out what happens and i didn't know a uh, clarification please Jamal. what's harumphy harumphy is like an old man with like with like a monocle and he goes Ugh. you know what i'm talking about like just like someone who's just like lofty right. and right. old skeptical michael came yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah, right. one of them guys who said we should open right. this case yes. that was the life that was the life wrap i threw you but uh the rumpy didn't get it done i thought there was some mysticism in that but uh, i'm gonna give it to mm. bets he talked about yes. yeah that's got it he had, he had more to it all right Fair so enough. uh so that's the end of the first round so we're gonna go into the speed round now uh if we can get the clock up on the screen perfect thank you Josh. all right and this is me with the, the generators yeah that's it so those are just and am i going random word generator just pick out any random ones. Pick out whatever you want. Uh, Jamali, do you want to be for or against whatever he's about to say? Let me be. Uh, oh, wait, I need a piece let of me paper. be against. Against. Okay. Cool. So I'm, I'm for. Um, and yeah, Max, if you can just mark down a point for everyone as we go. Uh, so Jamali, you saw how you go. You just make a quick comment. I make one, and then we go on to the next one. So do uh, I start by being uh, against? Yeah. 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 So you're against everything. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, Max, are you ready? No, one second. All right. Okay, wait, I had to, thank God I had a notepad here. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, so we're going to uh, start the clock. One, two, three. Speed round. Max, go. Paper. Shit, it's, it rips too easy. Um, I, I love paper because I fucking hate rocks. Next. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Plaster. Plaster, yeah. Um, you know your woo. Oh, you, you no, American you plaster, not your fucking band aids. Do 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 real. Well, what's Amer- what's well, American well, plaster? Oh, it's just it's the shit. Like you know, we we should be living in an open society. What you hiding? I <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding all the fun sex I'm having with my wife. Get out of my room. <laughs> Pro plaster. <laughs> uh, steel. 
Uh, oh, it's just the the element. Oh, like you know, like it's just you know, bamboo's way better. Um, stop taking bamboo from the pandas. It's bad enough that they're not fucking. You don't want them to eat either. Pro steel. <laughs> Heaven. It's like who's gonna be there that you want to see? You know. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I gotta give him that one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, goat. Goat. Goat, like a goat. Oh, yeah, lambs are better meat. You know, they're milk shit. Pointless animal. Yeah, but that's what I like about, like, goats are so beautiful because they're the yin and yang of sheep because you eat sheep, whereas goats eat everything. I think that's a beautiful balance, and you can't have one without the other. Pedestrian. Like, you're trying to get to where you're going and everyone's in your way, you know? It's just, a, you know, they're an inconvenience. You know, they're stopping me riding my electric scooter. It's it's important to you know slow down and really get time to consider why you hate this stranger. Too much we just you know we scroll past a tweet we don't really think about it. But when you've actually got to look at the back of their head for two blocks, it's uh you know I think it it, it helps you build character. Photocopy. Oh, that's it. We hit zero. That's the end of the week. Oh. Holy shit! Yeah. Do you want the result? Um, yeah. Yeah. What do we got? So it was it was two to one to, for me going into this round. Yeah. Uh, so you guys tied three to three. Oh shit! Nice one on that one. So what's what's the score now? So that means a a five four. All right. Yeah. Any um. Which which argument? uh, Which which argument stood out to you, man? Uh, I mean, damn it! This is like when my friend has a really good set and they ask me which part of it, and I can't remember one of the bits, but I agree. uh, Who won the plaster round? The plaster round was Jamali. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty right, you good. Want, you want to watch me fuck my wife, Max? Is it I not? Do. <laughs> yeah, we don't get it. You're, you're, <laughs> Is that what you want, bro? Huh? Is that what you want? I, you, you, and one other people. One other. No, I'm not gonna say that out loud. You and a couple other groups are the only people I know. Groups, couples are the only. You're the you're the fucking exception to the rule. Everyone else is full of shit when they talk about happily. Happily married and happily fucking. I don't know. That's a very, that's very happy. Yeah, he's very, very, very yeah. lucky. Very, very good dude. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's not annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are pretty mad about it. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> I've stood outside many a comedy yeah. club where I've been like, my wife's so awesome. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then that goes into like a 4 a.m. me asking someone to marry me. And I wake up and be like, what? What the fuck yeah. am I talking about? And then I wake right, up and there's a, there's a naked girl in my bedroom offering me water. I'm like, didn't Max have sex with you last night? She's like, yeah, you just seem thirsty. Weird, weird. Max fucks weird ladies. Um, okay. <laughs> well, so. Listen. Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to go on to the, uh, regrets round now. So, uh, Jamal, if you got anything that you regret that you want to get off, uh, your I, chest re- that I can, I can assuage. Yeah. I regret not going on like a boy's holiday to like Aya Napa or Aya Beef or Ibiza or Magaluf when I was oh. 18. That's, that's no kind of regret. Why, why would you, why, what is it about that exactly that you regret? Because the idea of you there alone is hilarious. I exactly, but I agree with that point. But I think there is a part of me that thinks there is a uh, coming to age moment. Just you know what I'm saying, though, and I feel like that they're good for coming to age moments. Sort of like you know, what's that film where they go to look at the dead body? Oh, Stand by Me. I could have had a Stand by Me esque trip. You know, well, you just got to go to the Lake District. You want to find a dead body? They're all over the place. You don't gotta. You don't gotta go all the way to fucking Ibiza get syphilis from a phone party. But then, I, uh, but that's a story, though, isn't it? 
getting oh, syphilis yeah. from a phone party. I didn't yeah. even fuck, but I was just, I got syphilis. Like that's a, that's a you, fun story. You got, you got stories though. Your story from Ibiza would have been, I got beat up by eight guys in Ibiza because <laughs> I hated it there and I made fun of them and I was too drunk to run away. That's your story from Ibiza. Is a that's a good of, story. Like Jack dudes just kicked your ass. There's no way yeah. you would have had a good time. You would have been I reading think- the autobiography of Malcolm X next to the pool. <laughs> while everyone else is putting their hands up to david guetta and it just would have been a fucking mess i feel like i i feel like there's something about going iron napa getting a tribal tattoo that that this and i think as well as it's a coming to moment thing where you realize that because i never because i never did it i realize i don't know if that wasn't for me you know I think you know enough people that did it that you know that they're not for you. So if the people that did it aren't for you, then the experience wasn't for you. I know who you hang out with, and it's not them. Uh, I mean, well, there's Elliot, but other than that. Uh, See? Because <laughs> that, that shows that there's a part of me in that. No, I think there's a part of you that enjoys that it happens. I think that's a different thing. That's, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think, because like, there is, that to me doesn't seem like a, a a coming of age moment. You sound like it's it's like when people figure out who they are, but I would argue mm. that what that is more is where people uh, give up on what they were going to be. Mm. So it's it's like, it's a fork in the road, but it's the decisions out of their hands because they're on ketamine. Mm. Mm. And yeah. so they end up going the wrong way. So I think that by not going that way, you had a choice to sort of become yourself whereas you uh. just fallen into being someone else i have i have because i bartended for so long i know a bunch of people that went to ibiza for a week and ended up bartending there for three years because they just fell into a party and that I sounds know, great dude i know uh, no because you don't know where their lives are now <laughs> probably the same way we're doing <laughs> yeah yeah where's my life yeah because if you say it's like a fork in the road yeah my life could have been ended up better i could have been a crop mower now but i'm not what? i'm a fucking i could have been a crop promoter you could never be a club promoter. Tomorrow. I could be a come to oh, the club. club you, promoter. You could okay, never right. be a fucking club promoter. You could. I be, could be. Oh, I'll be you great. Can, you don't have the patience to deal with mobsters. First of all, you wouldn't be able to deal with all the shit that they put you through. Um, and also, young people don't like you like that. They. <laughs> he does wear a lot of Air Maxes, though. Maybe he could be a club. Sorry, I'm a joke. I do wear a lot of Air Maxes, so yeah, maybe that's club promoter shit. No, I think that's like he could be like a DJ, sure, because yeah, like you're you're DJ. an entertainer for sure. I get that, mm-hmm. but club promoter is a whole other thing. That that's a there's a level of uh, there's a level of schmooze that you can't do. You like to I be, feel like you like to be straight up with people, and mm, that gets I feel you punched like, in the face as a club promoter. I feel like I I would look good in a tight shirt though. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like a muscle shirt. You got you know, time. You can do that. No problem, man. No one's holding true, you back. It'll change. Religion it'll jeans. change your vibe on stage. You got those rhinestone jeans on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone should bring back Ed Hardy. That I, I if, if anyone could, it's you. Is it back in the states already? Yeah. Have you seen a Trump rally? They're running that shit hard, dude. Ed Hardy, <laughs> true religion. <laughs> shit, dude, it never left. We're the nerds now. Oh my god. All uh, right. All right. Max, what you are you guys think? ready? Uh, I'm giving this to Jamali. What? Uh, the reason is, is that he's looking back saying, this is classic because I do it too. He's looking back saying, I should have gone along just for the experience. Whereas Chris is talking from our age and our experience looking back as in, trust me, you wouldn't have liked it. It's almost better. It's almost always better to be experiential than to look back and be 
you know, like you're kind of hedging your bets as to if you're not, even if you go and you don't like it, at least you went and tried. And that's the classic thing with getting older because I don't have the personality to enjoy those club things or like an Ibiza thing, yeah. but I would have, I, 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 uh, I can understand the, the wanting to have at least gone through it and tried because sometimes you're in a club and you dance to a song you don't even like because you're caught up in the moment. Right. Yeah. But that's you, Max. That's uh that's, that's you. I, 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 I have vivid memories of being hammered and you dancing your ass off to 21 Savage in a living room. Dude, I just did that. <laughs> that's not a moment. 21 is the shit. <laughs> Fucking free Kodak Black. Come on. Um, yeah, I'll give that one to Dematics for sure. All right, fair enough. Sweet. All right. And you got uh, you got you got any other regrets or uh, should we move on? Uh, we can move on. All right, cool. So uh, we're, gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go to the next round. I mean, Jamali's, Jamali's out here fucking achieving dreams, you guys. There's nothing. Yeah. You can't fuck with this guy. Nah, I really have that many regrets. Uh, I don't really worse. even regret no guy in Ayanapa, to be honest with you. I would have hated it. Yeah, you would have hated it, right? I hated exactly. It. I would have yeah. hated it. All jokes yeah. aside, like, this is like real Jamali <laughs> talking. Oh, I would have fucking hated it. Yeah. I remember my mate who went, and he's not my friend now. And and what he was telling me about it, he's going, it, it fucking sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying though? Like it really sounds fucking shit, man. Like I would have had, like I, I went, I, I used to go Amsterdam mm. and I think I had way more fun going yeah, Amsterdam completely. and shit. And, and that like that, that, that argument that I made about like not doing it because you would have hated it. It's not about like not making mistakes and having experiences. It's, um, mm. it's about trying something that's genuinely new. Like there's no sense in going into something like that when you know it's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. No fact. Go out and, and try something you don't know. And I would, and I was broke at 18 so how much of what i would have had to have done to save up to yeah, go yeah. there to hate. that would have been like that would have been like <laughs> fucking six months of bullshit anyway do you yeah, know bonnaroo really. is do you guys know what that is over there yeah the, the music festival. festival yeah it's fucking god awful i just remember hearing a story about it when i was younger my friends that went they're like do we had to wait for like eight hours to piss jesus christ and then uh, they did like they got stuck in there i'm not a music festival person but, I love I love music festivals, but uh, but they're yeah they they they're not for the faint of heart. Um, so we got we got a comment here uh, from Baldy three on Twitch, uh, who says uh, uh, I guess this is a story of him going to Magaluf. It says eighteen year old lads uh, holiday in Magaluf. Four of us got throat infections. Gross. <laughs> what? Gross. What? What? what on earth were you doing? Uh, one got what? run over. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one got run over. Another ended nice. up in the hospital dehydrated. Classic. That makes sense. Who goes DM to the hospital for dehydration? You. That's people. People dancing on pills, man. That's. But the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I can't say the cure. Yeah. The cure for that is way too easy. It's yeah. Just sip water. Yeah, but if you're gurning that hard, there's no hole oh, for yeah, it to go no, in. No, no. That's the gurning. Um, you guys have good verbs for drugs over there. Chisel. <laughs> and uh, and another uh, got cavity searched on the way home, and then uh, and then it just says the worst. So if anyone was wondering if they should go to Magaluf, I feel like that's that's not even an outlier experience. That feels like it's everyone's time there. It's just yeah. whether or not you love that story or yeah. you fucking are sounds like going to Dubai. Person. Yeah, Dubai was weird. When I when I was there, I was there just before lockdown and it felt like the end of a party. Oh yeah. Yeah. It kind of it kind of felt like it kind of felt like you, you know, when you get to the party. And it's a little bit too late and people have already done all the coke and it's just a little bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're just kind of standing around in the kitchen and they're not sure, they're not ready to leave, but they don't know what to do there. Yeah, yeah. and they're sort of, they're happy to see you, but they're kind of like, eh. You missed it. Yeah, you kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was actually kind of sad. It really, it kind of, 
I mean, I, I always thought that the slavery part would bum me out, which it did, but also just the people, even the rich people aren't having fun. So what's the point? Yeah. Dubai's a weird place, man. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go into the spec and speed round. Uh, uh, Max, you got the stuff? Uh, yeah, it's coming up. Cool. And Jamali, you want to be uh, against again or you want to be for this time? I'll be for. Cool. Good man. Variation. So All we right. got two minutes up. Cool. We're going to start the speed round. One, two, three. Speed round. Modernize. So modernization. Modernization. Oh, Jamali, go for it. Oh, so after hours and seconds, sorry. Oh. Um, well, every, everything needs to progress. You know, if it doesn't progress, it dies. Um, I think that uh, if, if things progress too much, then, you know, they start, that's a mutation. And we tried to kill the X-Men for a reason. Uh, experience. Yeah, I mean, what's a life without experience? And it's just, you're just a veg, you, you might as well be in a vegetative state. Uh, I'd say that uh, uh, experience makes you uh, arrogant. So if you really want to stay like curious and, and beautiful, then just don't experience anything because you can't become cynical. Um, salesman. Yeah, I mean, you, everyone needs to buy stuff, you know, and a good salesman will make you feel like a good person for buying it. Uh, Fuck salesman. Um, what I want is uh, Offerman. I want I want someone that's here to barter. I don't. Want Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah. Nick Offerman. He's he's got it going on. Next. Scatter. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than you know. If you're going to run away from the police, it's better to go separately and scatter as opposed to you know, all clump into one. See, I think that it's better to uh, become one and then attack the police. I think that's your problem. <laughs> it's the flight. Uh, uh, okay. the unit. Next. Banquets. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than overeating, you know, and I think uh, and I think there's nothing wrong with a bit of a uh, bit of showmanship. Uh, you know? Banquets always end in that weird, like Victorian Kira Knightley shitty dancing with fiddles around. So fuck banquets. Uh, biographies. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than having an in-depth look into someone's life that you didn't really care about before. Uh, <laughs> if I uh, uh, if I wanted to be lied to, I'd watch porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's all right. Um, hours. Oh no, that's it. Sorry, two minutes is up. That's the oh, end okay. of the speed round. Sorry about that. I didn't plan this shit, but you guys tied again, three to three. Oh shit! Ooh. It was Jamali looking ahead, but Chris got him back on those. That uh, I was very impressed with the scatter one, though, Jamali. I would have given you five points on that if I could have. Oh, thank oh, you. Strong. Thank I feel you. like Max has run away from a lot of cops. So <laughs> that's it. I feel like Max has skated away from a lot of cops. Yeah, <laughs> they could just Sometimes hear the, take the your rumble board. of his trucks going off in the distance. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Um, um, all right, yeah, three, three so, on that one. What's your shit. score at? So right now, I mean, I think I think we're tied because he won the regrets round. So we're yeah, we're neck and neck going into the last round. Cool. All right. So uh, this one is judges round. Uh, so Judge Max, you get to pick a topic. Uh, I don't know what it is. Jamali doesn't know what it is. So uh, Jamali, do you want to be for or against whatever Max is about to say? Let me be. Uh, let me be against. Against. All right. So Max, what am I supporting? Apartheid. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we're going anyway. So I want to, I want to preface it for my two close friends. <clears throat> All right. So listen, apartheid gets a bad rap. 
there's uh there's a lot of there's a lot of bad press about it but people don't people don't see what it really offered which is apartheid created um communities that were uh immune to gentrification so one of the big problems in western society right now is that white people were moving into historically black neighborhoods and sort of ruining it but thanks to apartheid you didn't have to worry about that and you could still go to all the restaurants that you would normally go to you could live in your ancestral home and you know really that's a uh, that's a protection that they provided for black people that uh you know more countries should look into well but when you say gentrified or when you say it created a uh, protection mm. for the black communities yeah it was that black people lived in slums like if we look at south africa it's black people lived in the slums yeah. while white people lived in the best bit so mm. it wasn't actually protecting black people it was just keeping them in subjugation no see that's that's what black people wanted everyone to think so that no one would move <laughs> to their neighborhoods that's <laughs> That's how every now and then they would like they would carjack somebody just to be like ah don't stay here it's fucking scary and then they go wouldn't have fucking brunch it was really actually and then the really top nice hats come out. yeah that's it and then it was all yeah, chains yeah, it was and, like uh, the way to but um don't you think that um if we have a, a, a an apartheid state hmm. that the gene pools will be too small so if you just lived in a very small community of people that were racially homogenous to you hmm. you would end up fucking your cousin. I don't know. It works in Monaco. You know, yeah, people. I Monaco's, mean, I, a, Monaco's a city. They just yeah, but I don't think it's, it's not. It's not apartheid. Like they have people with different uh, <laughs> ethnic backgrounds moving in and sort of fucking the people because those people have to commute out of work. You know, unless they work in a casino, there's nothing. There's no other work there. Well, I mean, okay. Well, you know, I think that that's uh, what you're talking about is a purification of a bloodline. It's uh, it's like distilling it down to its most beautiful facets. So yes. it's like uh, uh, it's like Hold a good vodka. Like the it more is. the more times you distill it, the more times you work through that incest loop, the better it becomes, uh, mm -hmm. and the stronger it becomes. Yeah, yeah. The way you said the stronger it becomes, you really look like Enoch Powell. <laughs> yeah, yeah stronger. Yeah, I, I accidentally, a very accidentally. This is this. If any clip is going to be the one that's going to ruin me, it's going to be this one. <laughs> it really will. <laughs> and I you won't even, defend you. You even had that. <laughs> you even had that like, Donald no, Trump Jr. Talking shit. But you see, with a uh, with apartheid though, mm. you could just see in terms of just like you know when we look at South Africa, people were so disgusted by it. But they actually started boycotting it, so wouldn't it fuck up the economy anyway? But that was again, that was jealousy. That, <laughs> that was, was jealousy. That was jealousy. That was let us in. That let yeah, it's like that uh, Eric Andre meme. Let me in. It's that. That's what they wanted. And then and the black people were like, no, we got a good thing going here. It was Wakanda basically. That's what apartheid was. It was Wakanda. No, but, but there's they no were hiding <laughs> in slums uh, with like a projector, but it was actually really beautiful, and they didn't want anyone to know. Um, yeah. And then and then someone found out, and they were like. We got to boycott this shit. It's not fair that uh, these black people are hiding this majestic futuristic world from us. Um, and uh, you know, so again, that's not really apartheid's fault. That's the that's the black people's fault is for not sharing. It's black people's fault for not sharing. They're they're but but like Mark. you know, if if wouldn't it just make it more difficult as well for like people just to go to the beach, you know? Because if you have like separate beaches, mm. you know, and say if you have, uh, you know, you know, you just want to, you want to go to a particular beach for a particular reason, it's going to be too much bureaucracy to go anywhere. Um, yeah, well, you know what? You can't have everything you want. You, you want to go to a magical black beach? Too bad, Whitey. 
Um, <laughs> pack it up, honky. You got to stay at your shit beach with your yeah. So what was the white houses. people living like during this apartheid? I mean, they thought they had it good, but it's like how it's like how people in the Middle Ages thought they had it good. You know, yeah. it's like they had no concept of how good black people were living in apartheid, and so it was like it didn't even occur to them to live that well. So what what happened to all of this Wakanda that after the apartheid ended? Like, what happened to it? They just moved it. They moved it to where? They moved it. I, I don't know. They won't tell me. They won't. <laughs> I thought you might know. They won't fucking tell me. That's I asked Luisa Gola. He wouldn't. He wouldn't tell me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But do you think that um, if with uh, if we if we sort of had no apartheid, that you know, sort of the efforts of Nelson Mandela would would go on, you know, would be a waste of time after he spent thirty years in prison? Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I feel like that the, the twenty seven years on Robin's Island were already a waste <laughs> of time. Uh, I would say that that's that's uh, his time could have been used a lot better. Uh, so, do that. you think if, if you think if you think that black people sort of were hiding it? And you know they actually wanted the apartheid. Are oh, you telling me that Nelson Mandela numbers? Yeah. So do you, oh, you got the numbers. Yeah, I've got you, the numbers. So are you? Uh, and, fair, I, um, and I'm sure you have the numbers. <laughs> but are you then telling me that Nelson Mandela was a is a bad person? Is that your word that Nelson Mandela <laughs> is a bad person? Yeah, Nelson Mandela turned against his own, and he was trying. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that he's no, Nelson, my Nelson Mandela was he's a, he's a traitor, and, yeah. and what he what he should have done is held the line. But he just couldn't, um, you know. He was he was like, um, what's his name in uh, Black Panther? Michael B. Jordan. Morgan Freeman. Um, oh, so Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah, he was like Killmonger. He wanted to bring it down. He didn't understand that secrecy was the key, and so uh, uh, he thought that the best way to do it was to sort of join the cultures. And he thought that then, you know, then white people could enjoy the bounty that black people under apartheid had. With a futuristic yeah. wonderland. So isn't that like a good thing though? They wanted people to sort of um, enjoy it equally as opposed to because if you're going to have two separate societies, there is going to be um, there's always going to be some type of um, 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 financial division, you know. So who yeah, but, decides but, which but one is like, the good side, which one's the bad side? It's not like the white people were living poorly. The black people were very generous in how much they allowed the white people to live according to their you know primitive ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like um, it's it was like that movie. What's what's that movie where or the the book where all the people on on the ground think that the people underneath are slaves, but actually the people underneath are breeding the people on the ground to eat them. That's what apartheid was. Is it that book? It was, yeah, there's there's a book. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it sounds like a good book. It's a pretty good book. Uh, but they um, but yeah, that's what apartheid was. Was uh, this this Wakanda culture? Uh, convinced the white people that they were the oppressors and not the victims. Yeah, no. and so they were they were pretty happy with it. They gave him a good life. Uh, yeah. But, you know, not Wakanda life, obviously. And now they've moved, and so it's even worse because they might have become one with South Africa, but now that they've left, it's, it's you know, now it's corrupt and a problem. But as a white person, aren't you upset that the white people had it so bad in South Africa? I'm happy for the generosity of the black people. I think it's so nice that they let them live the way they did. They didn't have to give them those big houses, tracts of land, supposed mm. power. I think, um, you know what, they were just rulers and uh, and I'm, I'm really honored that they were given that power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah is... Great. All right. So is Jamal, you gonna... Okay, now Jamal, you have to go now. You, instead of punching it apart. Go, go, I'm, I'm gonna need like a succinct line of logic. I think, I think he just gave up. So I, I, I no, I, I haven't given up. I haven't given up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, we need to stop where Chris's point is because we're 
we went straight to cross-examinations and we didn't do your opening argument. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I did so. I did think I did think apartheid and I think what Chris is saying about um the secret society of black people is um total yeah. bollocks. What? And I think it never happened. I what? think evidence has um, the evidence I have here sort of really contradicts that. And I just think that if we don't and as well as you know, all the things we're gonna miss out on, if there was an apartheid, I wouldn't exist. You know, and I think that's a strong point for uh having uh anti-apartheid is you know you get you get sort of um beautiful brown skinned people like myself, you know, and all the other sort of mixed people that exist, you know, uh Bob Marley, you wouldn't have uh, sweet, sweet reggae tunes and all these types of things. So and are you saying are you I, saying that people who are uh, not mixed are somehow less than you, Jamali? You're Louis Anderson. No, 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 when we all exist together, I think that's what makes us stronger, you know? And I think it's kind of, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I think as well is when you have just uh, one uh, race of people um, all bundled up together, mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't let culture grow. I mean, if, I think if, you know, if Betts was left and his people were left to his own society, I think they would stop at the bagpipe. I don't think they would ever um, evolve a, from that. You're not a fan? I'm not a fan of the bagpipe, no. How do you improve on it? How do you even evolve out of it? Uh, you fusion it with hip hop. <laughs> That's, but you got, you, but- And you, with, with an apartheid, you can't fusion anything, can you? Uh, no, but, uh, you know, that's what killed all the vines in France was they tried to fuse, have you ever heard of phylloxera? Phylloxera was this uh, um, uh, plague that happened to French wine in the early 1900s that killed everything. Might've been 1800s, killed all the vines because what they tried to do was fuse the, the, the French and American ones. And it, and it gave us this, so all, all French wine, all brandy uh, tastes completely different now than it did before. Um, it tastes better. Uh, we'll never know because we are not rich enough to buy pre-flux or a cognac, but it's out there. If anyone wants to I've, find I've, I've it. tried it. Have you tried it? I've actually tried it. I think you're a liar. I tried it. And you know, when I tried it is I was, I was with a Chinese man, a black <laughs> man and a white man. And we all <laughs> See, okay, and so we tried them both. And yeah. what we did was, is we tried it both and we tried the pre one and we were like, Ooh, this is a bit. Mm. And then we tried the post one and we went, and we all looked at each other and we all had a tear and we said unity. I think Jamali just presented a double blind placebo test. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's, uh, by so I would say that that's, um, I can't believe you accused me of my uh, magical apartheid co community being a lie and then clearly lie about uh, drinking your prevalax or cognac. That's outrageous. But what's, what's more um, ridiculous is the fact that you think that they had technology to the point of of having a Wakanda and hiding it, or the fact that I was hanging out in a free society drinking a legal beverage. That, definitely that. <laughs> um, I would, um, but you know, I would say that uh, part of what made that moment so special for you was because you knew that um, it, it wasn't always possible. So the, the temporary denial of people being able to mix actually makes the mixing worth more. And so if there wasn't the threat of that separation, then you might not appreciate the moment that you had with your, your multicultural friends. And so, you know, in that way, apartheid actually adds value to the life that you get to live because you don't have to live that life.
I feel that that you know um, we could have got to that point without the struggle beforehand. You know, I think that sort of idea of pressure makes diamonds isn't necessarily true, and I think that our natural essence of human beings and wanting to connect would have been stronger. And I think that's why the apartheid really fell. You know, was because that connection sort of broke down between the 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 barriers. I think it was jealousy. I'm on I'm I'm on <laughs> I'm on record as saying it was jealousy. <laughs> All right, we'll call that there. Max, what are you saying? Um uh, close, close both of you. Um I mean, you open yourself up, Chris, to a lot of cross examination during your portion of it. And I don't know how Jamali, I, thought I made an airtight case. No, I'm sorry, I, no, you. It, well, in your mind, it's airtight, but Jamali was kind of getting in there, and uh, I think that and that alone, when when and he took his argument, um, I just think the momentum alone, I'm gonna have to give it to Jamali. Just, oh uh, yes, please. Uh, I had to. I mean, I'm sorry you were unable to prove that apartheid is a good idea. Um, yeah. It's very obvious just, and easy. Just, just um, for any, just for anyone watching, I'm, I am against apartheid. I said it <laughs> there. I fucking said it. Yeah, I don't care sure who you knows. Know it. You know what we spoke about in the Hawks more. I do want to see that the the photo of Jamali tasting that fine cognac though in the room. I want to see the actual surveillance camera of that amazing uh, uh, taste testing. All right, that's uh, that's the game. I can't believe I, I lost, although I can believe that I wasn't able to defend apartheid. So fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was great. <laughs> a good thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I, it's there's some arguments where I'm like, oh, good, I lost. Like I won. I won a few in Edinburgh where I was like, you guys really should have pulled this out. I can't believe that I won this argument. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was interesting how you were saying though. I will say uh, the the base logic on you keep things homogenous and then creating this kind of like vibe. It, it's a good line of. Uh, logic it just the gentrification was a good line of logic I, it really stumped me yeah it was nice. good there it was yeah, good there. i should have gone deeper into that as opposed to the wakanda s yeah that wakanda theory kind of gave was, the holes in it yeah, yeah i really sort of went off on a bad tangent yeah, there i but, think if you yeah. would have stayed in that line you would have fared better to uh once again defend apartheid as you always yeah. say after a few That's drinks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh cool yeah. this is uh uh this was great thanks for playing guys congratulations jamali on your win well done it i think i i definitely lost i don't think there's any question there but i almost had some solid footing there at the start and in hindsight i thought of like some great arguments afterwards not that apartheid's ever great but just just fun difficult to argue things we were saying afterwards i'm actually pretty proud of myself that i wasn't able to win that argument there are some in there where it's like good good it restores my faith that I wasn't able to win an argument in favor of apartheid. There are some arguments that you just, you kind of hope you lose. You fight to win, because that's the game, and I'm, I'm a competitive person, but it's still sort of like, oh, good. So once again, if you want to follow Jamali on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Jamali, J-A-M-A-L-I. Maddox, M-A-D-D-I-X, Jamali Maddox. Uh, it's on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow Max, he is at this is Max White. Those are all spelled exactly how you'd guess. Those guys are great. They're always putting out good stuff. Jamali said he's got a podcast coming out with a friend of his who is recently out of prison. So they're going to be talking about 
not just prison, but sort of um, all kinds of stuff. But it sounds like it's, Jamali's a really smart, interesting guy. And it sounds like his friends, I mean, if nothing else, an interesting life. So that should be great. Check that out when it's coming out. Uh, Max is also going to be putting out some projects. I know he was doing something about climate change. So watch his feeds for that. Otherwise, again, if you want to listen to the extra episode where we talk about how the show went and then we sort of go off into different digressions, sign up for my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Mr. Chris Betts, as I described fucking other Chris Betts. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have you there. Otherwise, I will be back next week. The next stream of a one-on-one show is going to be on November 11th. So check that out on my YouTube page or on Twitch. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Chris Betts. I'm just throwing a bunch of uh, websites at you, but if you pick one of them, All the information will be on there. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourselves. Be well.